Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast for everyone. My name is Scotty Jackson. With me, as always, is the wonderful and always productive Rose. Rosemary Orchard, how are you? I am present. I am, I'm actually doing fairly well, all things considered. I had a minor accident last week and uh, unfortunately ended up with a couple of stitches. Um, but it was only a couple and they will be out tomorrow as we record this, unless something goes horribly wrong and the doctor is not happy with me. So. so at least you're improving on the accident scale. You know, you haven't, you know, broken a bone and landed yourself in a cast for months. You've just, you know, you've lowered that down to stitches and soon we can just, you know, reduce that to a bruise and then from there just down to nothing. Yeah. Though I should probably point out that when I broke my bone, there was no blood involved. So yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's, it's a considerably more minor accident than my previous minor, but not so minor accident. Oh my goodness. I mean, maybe, or maybe just not have accidents. Maybe that's, we should be in an accident elimination state. Probably. But, you know, <laughs> there's only so much we can do about that because, I mean, that accident happened, unfortunately for me, just as I was leaving work. Uh, if it had happened on the way to work, then maybe I would have got an extra day off work. Um, but as it is, all things worked out pretty well. And uh, yeah. Interesting that you mentioned leaving work and going to work because uh, I had a topic that kind of relates to that. Uh, today. And this is born out of feedback that we got and that I see regularly asked about and talked about in different productivity forums. And that is when you have a productivity system, do you have one system for your whole life or do you have a system that applies to you professionally and a system that provides that you rely upon for personal use? How, like, how do you bring that all together? How do you manage you're going to work and you're coming from work. Do you do that together? Do you do it separately? And I, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to talking about this because I really want your perspective on this. But I think we should probably also flag that. Hey, like, hey, your mileage may vary and what works for us doesn't necessarily work for everyone else. Mm -hmm. But I know that you've done a lot of work with this and, and, and I've played around with a number of different approaches too. So we can probably provide some thinking about this. But, you know, asterisks, you know, you do you. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, also follow your workplace rules. If they require that everything is stored on their servers or something, then do not break those rules. Um, because that is going to affect whether or not you can set things up perfectly for your uh, for your wonderfully optimized workflow, or if you have to live within some unfortunate, possibly, possibly unfortunate limitations set down because of data protection, for example. That is a really good point. And I think probably like one of the biggest bookends that you need to think about is, yeah, what kind of uh, restrictions and enforcements do you have to abide by? Because that will that will dictate, you know, a lot. You know, you can make a lot of decisions about everything else. But that's the thing you can't move. Yeah, exactly. So that's that. I would say that's probably the first thing to consider when you're looking at this. Are you allowed to store data anywhere you like? Or do you do you have to store data either in their systems or using a particular system that they have chosen? Um, and um, the other thing, of course, uh, that kind of plays into this is whether or not you have a project management system set up for you by work and whether or not that is suitable to manage your tasks in. Because as we know, what is assigned to us as a task by somebody else is probably more realistically a series of tasks that need to be done that we probably need to break down in, into multiple steps that we can then complete and check off. Because, you know, the, the very simple project, uh, task of yeah, make website go live 
Hmm, probably has 15, <laughs> 20, maybe 50 different subtasks inside of that. So, right. Yes. But then, but then someone else might not care, right? So it's, it also exactly. comes down to, you know, what level of detail do you need to go into? Uh, so managing, you know, it, it's, in, this is, this is an interesting dimension because there's, you know, managing your professional activities, there's managing your personal activities. And then in, as sort of a sub, group, I guess, of professional stuff. There's managing your own activities as opposed to, you know, activities as other people perceive them or from a team or organizational type perspective, which might not necessarily be at the same level of detail. Exactly. And so uh, in our book uh, tracking system that we currently have, we just need to update the percentage of how we're doing on each task or mini project as they are sometimes called uh people acknowledging that the tasks that they give us are not just tasks amazing um mm. and they don't care what steps we've actually done most of the time and if somebody wants to know that they're not going to be looking at one of the pages in the project management software they're going to come and ask us or send us an email or phone us to find out you know what have we already done on this what what are our sticking points and and what are we going to work on next? Um, and so for me, it's completely unnecessary to store this extra information in the task in the project management system, which is good because I also don't really like looking in there. Uh, we have multiple systems and putting all of the stuff in all the different places for me definitely doesn't work. Uh, I know I've tried it. Uh, I failed miserably with it. I've lost tasks. I've missed deadlines. And it turns out that that doesn't really work for me. So I just I, I use those as a high level overview guiding what I should be putting into my task management system. Yeah, I agree. I, and I, I, we have also have a, a project management system that we use and holy smokes, thank goodness for web-based things, yeah. because then I can honor, you know, our work restrictions of what data can and can't be stored in various different places by linking to the stuff that is, you know, safely stored in exactly. other places without having to store it there. Um, but I love, you know, for me personally, having, uh, the stuff that goes in that project management system is what's suitable for the team. And then I have stuff that is for me in my system. And I link to that as necessary. Uh, and then I'll also oftentimes have a complementary piece uh, in a reference system, you know, like a um, either an agenda or Ulysses or even in, you know, in, in a folder structure, depending on what it is I'm storing, um, you know, having a and then linking to that uh, as well having all of that stuff sort of be able to link together is, is magical. Um, mm -hmm. And so then I can honor those, those workplace security restrictions while also focusing tasks on me in my own systems without having to sweat the details of putting that in where everyone can see it and no one needs to. Exactly. And that's, that's the other thing. Sometimes you don't necessarily want to put all of this detail into a system where everybody can see it because it can sometimes invite criticism or feedback and that's not something that you are looking for. You just want to get on with got on with your job. And of course this is very dependent on your workplace culture. Um and only you can judge whether or not this is going to work for you or not work for you. Um but I, I have seen that happen in some places, you know, somebody breaks down one project into a series of smaller tasks and immediately there's a question of well, why are you doing this before that? Well, I I just wrote down the tasks that need to be done. I didn't write them down in order. Well, why don't you write them down in order? And suddenly you're having a five-hour discussion about how you should be organizing subtasks of a task in the task management system without actually getting anything done. And that's not necessarily what you wanted to do. The dangers of brainstorming in public. 
Oh, yes, exactly. And sometimes it's nice to just keep this stuff, you know, where we can see it because it's not there for everybody else. It's there for us. Um, and that's, right. that's what a task management system is for. It's for managing your personal tasks. But personal in this respect doesn't mean things that I do in my spare time. It means things which are mine to do, um, which is another way of looking at it. Sure. But what, okay, but what about that other definition of, of personal and stuff that you do do in your spare time? How do you differentiate that from your professional stuff? Do you use other systems for that or do you have one mega system or how, how do you approach that? Well, I have tried before splitting things up and as I mostly capture through drafts, this works relatively well um, with the caveat of then I am on a machine at work and it turns out I don't have access to my personal task list. So I start using things like the OmniFocus mail drop, but then I want to add things at, with tags. And so I then switch to the OmniFocus web view and suddenly I spend a lot of time just trying to add something like buy noodles. Um, and it somehow ends up in a project list for something at work. And this was genuinely happening when I was trying to use two different systems. And also I would think of things and I would already be in OmniFocus when I was at home. So I just dump it into my OmniFocus inbox. So I then ended up with a project in OmniFocus of things to transfer to work system. Um, <laughs> and you see where I'm going with this. You end up doing a lot of micromanagement. At least I mm -hmm. ended up doing a lot of micromanagement and meta task stuff which was basically copy and paste this from one system to another which doesn't work very well for me um and i found it's much easier so i use omnifocus um and i've just created a couple of top level folders for different areas of my life because as well as having a, a normal job work work as you might call it i also have my professional nerd side of things where i do things like podcasting and i make videos for screencasts online and i'm writing a book and things like that so i need to be able to switch between these different facets without worrying where where do I capture my task to again? I, I just dump it in OmniFocus and then I can go through and I can sort things out later. But at the same time, thanks to the focus on the Mac and perspectives, um, which I can use everywhere, I can also just be there going, it's my free time. That This is not something, the time when I should actually be doing work What's on my list? Ah, well, the next thing on my list is to do this particular shrine in Zelda. Go. Wonderful. Um, and okay, it sounds crazy maybe putting uh, putting Zelda on my Nintendo Switch into uh, my OmniFocus, but at the same time, I like having things in there that bring me joy. And it's nice to be able to look at the things that I need to do at work and see not just that I need to create a, a mock-up for this particular web page that I'm working on, but also that I want to water my plants because I recently got a new orchid. Um, so it, it's nice to have all of those things there. And at the same time, if, for example, uh, like last week when I fell over and I managed to end up with two stitches and I had to miss work for a couple of days because I couldn't really move, um, I was just shock and bruising and general, you know, stuff nothing serious um it was good to be able to see that actually i didn't water my plants at work and that does have a deadline on it and so i messaged a colleague because it's all in the one system and if i'd split up my systems i probably wouldn't have checked my work system and i might have forgotten to water my plants and my new orchid might have not been quite so happy when i got to work on monday well and that wouldn't that would have been sad and and, and having next actions around zelda i mean that's that's evergreen that's that's important if you don't track that stuff you're gonna forget and then you're gonna be sad yeah, because 
I mean, I, I very much enjoy playing my video games, but at the same time, I don't actively try to remember what I've been doing. So what I do whenever I finish playing, um, and it's, you know, I actually use parental controls to suggest when I should not play and just keep track of how much I've been playing just for, you know, mental health purposes. You know, uh, well, I did spend six hours playing Zelda last weekend, so I might feel like I've not had any free time in days, but it was two days ago. So... Yes, uh, it's, it's good. It's good to be able to remember these things. But every time I stop playing, I just t- write down the few things that I wanted to do next. Um, and this was especially useful when I found out about an armor set that would help me defeat one of the uh, divine beasts. Um, and I needed to get that armor set, and I needed to get all the different pieces. And there were different pieces to get: um, three pieces, helmet, uh, chest armor, and. Uh, trousers of some kind um so i i put all those in and then i put in the action that i wanted to do after that and it was just really nice to be able to see that and know hey it's my free time what are the things that are on my to-do list for my free time well i was gonna do this i was gonna do that oh and i was gonna play some zelda well i kind of feel like playing zelda rather than cooking well i'll play zelda (laughs) then um so yeah what i think this all shows us though is that you know we okay so we've talked about project management at work we've talked about managing zelda next actions for me what this is a shining example of is the criticality at least for me of consistency so if Mm -hmm. i have an idea if i have a next action that i want to remember if i have a concept that i want to work on some more it doesn't matter what that relates to it matters that I have a common process for myself around what I do with that. And, you know, while I have, you know, one common system, it doesn't mean common content, right? Like, like you, I have, you know, divisions or like soft areas in my system, folder based around, you know, here's stuff I do professionally at work. And there are subcategories of that too, because there are different you know, hats that I might wear in my worky work and in my professional and, or sorry, my personal and family life. And then in my, you know, sort of pseudo professional stuff that I do on the side, like, you know, podcasting or blog writing, or, you know, some clients whose websites I work on for, um, I've got a place for all of that, but it all lives in one system so that I don't have to worry about how I get things in there because I have a common process. I have a practice of, of capturing those things and then, and then treating them accordingly. And, you know, what I found too is that if I try and divide my system, which I have tried as well uh, for these different purposes, I don't have a full sense of myself, which sounds like horribly existential angsty, but it's true. Like I don't have a full sense of how subscribed I am Mm -hmm. in various different areas because in order to see that I need to somehow bring all of these systems together to see what the totality of my commitments are looking yeah. like and i i need to be able to know what all in life do i have myself signed up for and whether that's you know work or personal or pseudo work i i need to have a view on on what all is comprising my landscape of commitments and obligations Exactly. Because otherwise it comes back to my, you know, I was so sick, but I would have missed my deadlines to water my plants if I hadn't had everything there. Because how many different apps do you need to check to see if something's due or to see everything that's due on a particular day? Because you're considering taking that day off of work um, because there are all these things that you need to get done in your personal life. Great. So you, you plan to get that done. And then actually you look into your work system next time you're at work and suddenly all of these other mm-hmm. things 
that have suddenly been shoved out of the way because you decided from your personal perspective to take that time off, it's actually going to come back to bite you professionally. And for some people, this may not be important. For other people, this may be absolutely critical. Um, And you could have potentially wrecked your career by doing that. I'm very much hoping that that's not the case and that if that is the case, you would have checked your (laughs) your work system before just sending off an email to go, yeah, I'm going to be on holiday on this day. Okay, thanks. Um, But, you know, it's sometimes, it's for me very tricky if, uh, the same as you, if I don't have that whole picture overview. Now, that's not to say I want to see the whole picture all the time, but I need it to be easy for me to see that whole picture. So, for example, I use Fantastical as my calendaring system, and I have all of my calendars in there, and I have different calendar sets. This is something Fantastical on the Mac offers. Unfortunately, they don't offer on iOS, so I have multiple calendar apps installed on iOS. Um, and what I, what I do is, uh, I can switch so I can see everything that affects me, everything that affects other people whose lives I am intimately connected with, like my parents and my boyfriend and stuff like that. Um, just my personal stuff and just my professional stuff. Because, um, sometimes when I'm at work, okay, for me, it's great to be able to see my personal, my professional calendars and where they over overlap. So for example, today I had to leave work early to record a podcast um, and making sure that I didn't have any meetings running uh, that were going to be running into the late afternoon at work was important for that. But if I'm in a meeting and somebody asks me, what's your availability like? I don't necessarily want them to see all of my personal appointments. So right. I want to be able to switch to just the work stuff um, and just have that available to me at that particular moment. With the caveat of, I need to double check there's nothing in my personal life um, that's going to collide with that and get back to you. Um, You know, that tends only to be, honestly, for late afternoons on a Wednesday. um, And people are pretty good about keeping calendars clear after about 3 p.m. in the afternoon Mm -hmm. where I work. So that tends to rarely affect me. Um, That's nice of them. Yeah, it is. Um, But it's, it's one of these things where I need to be able to get all that information with the minimum possible number of clicks because if it takes me a long time to uh, to to put all this together and stack it all up and set it up into a view that i can use well that that's a lot of wasted time and i feel like i'm losing control and not feeling like i'm in control is a bit of a problem now maybe that's something i should work on in fact it almost certainly is something i should work on but at the same time being able to quickly get that overview is something that definitely pays off for me personally and professionally as well as with my mental health. So yeah, I see that as a, as a, as an advantage rather than a disadvantage. So, so I think the, the key thing that, I, that I'm hearing as, as we talk about this is that it's whether you have separate systems or a whole system, the keys are, can you bring it all together when you need to, and can you keep it all apart when you need to? And, you know, thinking about what you said about calendars, I mean, I would lose my mind if I couldn't see all the calendars in in one place. And in part because uh, I am someone who doesn't rely on a particular geography for work. You know, so I don't go to an office every day and have things that I can only do there. If you have that kind of a job where there's certain things that you can only do in a certain location, you know, maybe maybe this plays a little bit differently but because i don't have that um that to you know constrain some of my thinking it's very important for me to know what is happening in 
the lives of people uh, like you with, with whom I'm in- intimately connected. Like if, if my wife uh, has to take one of our children to a particular medical appointment, you know, maybe I need to make sure that I am, you know, not planning to work in a dining room because they're going to be coming in and out of the house. Uh, and so that's a good day for me to work away from the house. Or maybe I need to be on camera for this meeting, um, but we know we've got a veterinarian appointment. And so I need to, you know, sort of line up how that's going to, how that's going to work, you know, in terms of location and, and timing. So, uh, I desperately value, you know, the calendar bringing it together. But then, like you said, too, where it comes to, you know, am I going to make, am I going to take on this project? Am I going to attend this meeting on Thursday or Friday? Uh, you know, there I want to be able to filter out, you know, the, the, personal or non-work stuff so that I can zero in on specifically work things and decide whether or not that's a sensible decision. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that everybody has to make a decision for for themselves. Do you have areas where work and personal can overlap or do overlap? Or do you maybe have just very fixed working times? And aside from the fact that you will be working in those particular times, you don't necessarily need to be aware of anything uh, work-related outside of work. Um, because that kind of job, of course, you know, that also has an impact on, on that sort of thing where it's, you know, people like me, where maybe I can clock in at any time of day or night and do work whenever I feel like it to some extent, um, you know, assuming that of course I am still present during core hours and I'm not doing anything (laughs) absolutely insane. Um, you know, it's, it's very different. So your work culture and how you approach work and your mindset to this sort of thing is very important with this as well. Are you willing to let it overlap and bleed into different areas of your life? But at the same time, as you said, is there such a thing as work-life balance? Because work is part of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm constantly befuddled by how people talk about work-life balance as as though those are two mutually exclusive things that exist on opposite sides of a scale. And I mean, to me, like work is just you know, part of life. Um, yeah. I don't think of like life parenting balance or, uh, or life sleep balance. Maybe I should, uh, maybe, maybe that, maybe that would be a good perspective to have. I don't know, but I, I think, you know, work is trying to separate work from life is hard because I am me 24 seven. And so mm-hmm. I might think about work things after dinner when I'm, I might have a thought about a particular project uh, pop up to me when I'm, you know, playing cards with my kids in the evening, or I might think about a new way of helping my kids with their math homework in, when my mind wanders just after a meeting at the noon hour. So uh, trying to, you know, compartmentalize myself and where I might put different things in systems, depending on the context that I'm currently in doesn't really make sense to me because I think that as a someone who is the sum of all of their parts, I need to keep an eye on where all those parts are. And mm-hmm. and I, I can't just ignore that parts of my life exist. Uh, I want to honor them when they show up because I know then that if I track them properly, then they're off my mind and I can apply my mind to where it, where it most belongs. Exactly. And for me, I mean, the, this work-life balance thing, it's more a case of balancing my work with my personal, with my professional nerd side. Um, and so for me, the key to that is enough separation that I can focus on those areas without having to see the things from the other side, mm-hmm. but being able to see the things from the other sides when and if I choose. 
totally. Um, and I think I think that 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 is key for me because I don't want to see everything all the time, but I need to be able to see everything when I want to, right? With the minimum amount of work involved, and not struggling to. Ar- argue with yourself too about where a particular thing belongs. So for example, you know, at work, I was working on this particular project using this particular system. And I thought, Hey, you know what? I would actually like to learn a little bit more about this system because I feel like that would benefit me. Um, Is that now a work project? Because it doesn't necessarily really relate to what I'm doing at work, but it's not entirely a personal thing because, you know, as part of my learning and development and ongoing, you know, growth as a human person, it kind of has professional implications. So where do I put that? You know, I, I like not having to sweat, having that argument with myself about what system it goes into. I can just put it into the system. Yeah. And for me as well, there's also the ability to easily move things between different systems. So for mm. example, my website for a very long time was in the personal stuff area of my OmniFocus. Um, and maybe it belongs there, maybe it doesn't. But I moved it some time ago into my professional nerd area. Right. Because for me, keeping my website up to date and making sure that I get my blog posts out and things like that is important and it's part of my professional nerd side. So I moved it and I was able to easily do this. And that's the other thing. When I start thinking of a project and I start dumping stuff into it, I don't have to decide what system it's going to go into in the first place or create some convoluted setup where I can create a project and add tasks to it and add tag tags and set flags, which may of course become priorities if you're using a different system or something like that, and then choose where it goes. I can just set it up and then I can drag it and drop it into the right place. That's right. It, it lends itself very well to scaling, right? And like, so as yeah. you said, you know, very similarly, I had a blog that lived in my personal folder and now I have this sort of Hey Scotty J area where I've got, you know, nested folders, where I've got my blog, where I've got, you know, like some clients whose websites I build. I, and I can think about building that up over time without having to, you know, transplant that into some sort of other system or derail the intent of you know, the personal scope of things because it isn't exactly that anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I think the key for me has been making this as easy for myself as possible. What are the key things that I feel that I need from my system and how do I achieve that? Um, because without that, my system doesn't work for me. And if your systems don't work for you, regardless of whether it's for your personal side of life, your professional side of life, or something else, then I think you're, you'll, you'll probably find that you're going to run into issues at some point. So making sure that you know what you need and you find something and you set it up so that it can work for you the way you need it to work. That, that's key. That's, that's absolutely vital. For me, everything comes down to lists. So what lists do I need to be able to see? And then how do I make a system that will be able to provide me with those lists? Like when you think about, you know, either OmniFocus or Things or Todoist or, or any kind of task management system, paper and pen, every, everything all comes down to lists. And then with digital systems, you know, you've got things like tags or folders or groups or projects or statuses or containers or all these various different conceits. And really their job is to help you know, provide metadata so that you can group things into lists. So those are the the tools that you can employ to make lists. But I think it's valuable to first start with what are the lists of things that I want to be able to have? Because I think that, you know, on the whole, a particular action or task or commitment is 
interesting on its own, but often is more valuable when looked at in the context of other things as part of a as part of a larger list. And 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 that's you know kind of what we're talking about. Like, what is a professional thing? What is a personal thing? What are what are all the lists that you need in order to be able to understand what those things look like, uh, and then figure out the ways that you can make those lists and, and, and employ those tools. And like you said, Rose, just to get a system that works for you. Yep. And I think that that is probably a very good place to end the show on because if it doesn't work for you, well, go and make it work for you. That's right. You, now we all have homework. <laughs> well, that's just it. You have to find something that make that works for you so that you feel comfortable because you know, what, why, why are you doing this if you're not comfortable with it? That's exactly it. And so, and so let's, uh, let's comfortably wrap ourselves up here. Where do people go to find you on the internet, Rose? Uh, if you go to rosemaryorchard.com, that has uh, all of my blog posts and links to everything I do. So also my other podcast automators and my Twitter and Instagram, which are rosemaryorchard and rosemary underscore orchard, respectively. Where can people find you, Scotty? Awesome. People can find me at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Instagram and Twitter. And people can find us at nestedfolderspodcast.com and tweet us all the feedback at nestedfolders on Twitter. Yes, we do love hearing your feedback. It is very inspiring. And it's always interesting to know what it is that you are struggling with or are curious about so that we can steal your ideas as topics for future shows. That's right. Not that we don't have a lot of ideas already, but, you know, it's a it's a good idea to continue to grow that list. That's right. Well, we want to add value to everyone who's listening. So tell us how we can do that, and we will. Thank you to everybody. Thanks, everybody. And Rose, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Yep. See you in a couple of weeks, Scotty. <laughs>